Uh, my name is Lee. I'm the lead pastor here at Mercy Vineyard Church, and uh, thanks for coming, you guys. Uh, let's go ahead and put our mission statement up there and say it together. We are living a passionate mission to love, grow, and go for the greater glory of God. So if you're ever like, what's that church all about? That's what we're all about. We're loving Jesus. We're loving each other. We're loving our community. We're growing in Christ, and we're going. And we get to go next week. And in like four weeks, we get to go to camp. And we got how many campers, babe? How many campers? How many are we hoping to take? Third. Wow, it's a lot of campers. Okay, uh, so we've got 36 kids coming from the foster care system. We've got a, like twice that many volunteers. It's going to be a wonderful week, man. I cannot wait. And I love it that we have, this year we have three returning campers. So these were kids that came to camp when they were between the ages of 6 and 11, and now that they're like 16, they're actually coming back and volunteering and serving, and it's awesome. And you are not nearly excited enough about that, but yeah. <laughs> so this morning what we're doing is we're, uh, we're wrapping up our three-part series on mindset. I'm a little curious. Uh, how many people picked up the book? A couple people. I'm just, you know, right now, because Katie has an injury that has her basically her hand forced to be like this. I'm just going to basically go, everything I say, she's like agreeing with. So, yes. How many picked up the book? Katie did. Broken wrist. Who cares? Okay, she got it. But uh, it's wonderful. So it's, it's a great book, and this is kind of what we have drawn a lot of inspiration from. For this, uh, for this series, I'd highly recommend it. It's just called Mindset. And uh, just a quick review. You guys, didn't Ron do an amazing job last week? I love that guy. He's so smart. And I'm just, I feel like so unworthy to be his accountability partner because he's so much smarter than I am. And we sit there and we talk together. And I'm always just like, man, this guy's smart. And so, but uh, just to kind of go over, a fixed mindset believes that our qualities are are unchangeable. We are the way that we are, right? And, uh, and we say things, how many have ever found yourself saying things like, that's just the way I am? Yeah, right? That's just the way I am. Or, uh, or even kind of going back to like your nationality. I, I, I'm German. It means I have to be angry all the time, right? <laughs> uh, just whatever. That's the kind of family I grew up in. And this, we have, it's, it's a very sort of fatalistic sort of thing. That's just the way that I am. In fact, some people uh, will say things like, that's just the way that I am, almost sort of like in a defiant way. Like, that's the way I am. If you don't like it, go away, right? And, and uh, that, is, that is the epitome of fixed, just being fixed. Fixed mindset, that's the way that I am. And it's not a good place to be, right? We say things like, you know, uh, that's just the way I am. I'm just, you know, from this nationality or that nationality. I had that kind of upbringing. That's just the way it is. Or I don't have the opportunities other people have. We might say things like that. And if we don't say them, sometimes we think them, right? I, don't, I just don't have the opportunities that other people have. And, uh, you know, it, it, what can happen with a fixed mindset a lot of times can shift into sort of almost like a victim mindset, right? A victim mindset is very dangerous. When we begin to see ourselves as, as victims, you know, I was abused I grew up in this setting, I was whatever. 
Not that those things aren't valid or aren't important, but if we stay stuck back there, then we're going to stay stuck back there, right? I mean, you can only drive, you know, drive staring in the rearview mirror for so long before you crash. You know, there's a reason why the rearview mirror is this big and the windshield is this big, right? And so you can only stay stuck back there for so long. So it's the mindset that places also a very high value on other people, how other people see us. Now, I don't know about you guys, but there's been times when I have not done something because I was afraid I would fail or because I was afraid of the way that I would look. Would I look this way? Would I look silly? Just invite me to a wedding and wait for me to go out into the dance floor. Except for Forrest's wedding. That was awesome. That was so much fun. Okay? But I don't want to go. I don't want to look foolish. And it places a very high value on how other people see us. And people with a fixed mindset often seem like they've kind of got something to prove, right? But a growth mindset believes that our qualities can be cultivated through efforts. In other words, we can grow, right? We can find strategies for growth. We can, uh, our, our qualities can change, can grow through our efforts, through strategies, and from help from others. Remember, a fixed mindset finds it di very difficult to ask for help from others. Why? Because it proves that you really don't know what you're doing, right? It takes a lot of humility to go, hey, would you help me with this? Hey, would you explain to me? You know, and sometimes if you've ever, um, if you've ever managed people at work and you see people sort of like fumble over the same thing over and over again, but they never ask for help, and you're like, I wish they would just ask me so that we can show them how to do it rather than seeing them fail over and over again. It's because they kind of have that fixed mindset if they ask, it proves maybe they haven't been listening, but that's okay. I'd rather you ask because you weren't listening than see you do it and then fail because you didn't ask, right? And so uh, a growth mindset can, you know, our, our qualities can be changed and uh, we can learn from others. And I found through the years that sometimes I operate under a growth mindset and sometimes I operate under a fixed mindset. Right? It's not, it's not all one or the other. Most people are not all growth or all fixed. Most people are some growth, some fixed, you know, here and there. And sometimes I have a fixed mindset with my business. In fact, uh, my, my business partner has to often remind me that I am not our customer's pastor. And I say, you're not their pastor. Stop being so nice. <laughs> yeah. And so I have to grow from him. Fortunately, my business partner is, again, a lot smarter than me. And so I, I get to be surrounded with people who are a lot smarter than me. So my accountability partner, Ron, a lot smarter than me. My business partner, a uh, lot smarter than me, a lot uh, uh, more savvy. Uh, what? My wife. <laughs> yes. A lot smarter, a lot better looking. Uh, and better shape, all those things. In every way, 100%, you're better than me, amen. And so, uh, <laughs> however, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I want Jesus to help me to have a growth mindset in every area of my life, right? I want to have a growth mindset in everything. I want to have a growth mindset in my finances. I want to have a growth mindset in my parenting. I want to have a growth mindset in my business, a growth mindset in the church, all those things. 
uh, because life is better. Remember I said the best things in life are on the other side of the work, the other side of the struggle, okay? And so, and I'm sure you're there too. Uh, in fact, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say if you think that you have a growth mindset in every area, you probably have a pretty fixed mindset, <laughs> right? Because we are experts at deceiving ourselves. We're wonderful at deceiving ourselves. In fact, nobody can lie to you and deceive you better than you. And so, because uh, we say things like this, we say, I have a growth mindset, it's just that. Well, <laughs> you know, don't you? There's certain words, certain word combinations that... Uh, that are like almost like a like a mosquito buzzing in your ear. You know, you ever been like camping or something, and the mosquito buzzing in your ear, and you hate it, and you're like, and like five seconds later, it's back, right? Certain word combinations are like that to me. You know, it's just that. Uh, yeah, but you know, certain combinations like that. And a lot of times when we use these word combinations, all they are really are are sort of a a flag that there's a fixed mindset in operation there. And so, how do we move? I want to talk today, as we wrap this up, just a couple ways to move from fixed to growth mindset. How do we do that? Because it's so important that we grab that and that we do that, and that in every area of our lives, we're moving in that direction, yeah? Okay, so I'm going to read some scripture to you, but really, let me just pray real quick. Heavenly Father, as we look at your word this morning, I pray, God, that it would be transformational, that it would change us, God. We don't want to come and, uh, and leave the same. And so, God, let your word bear fruit in us. Let it fall on good soil. Let it be transformational in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to read from Proverbs, okay, which is a wonderful, I love Proverbs. How many here just love Proverbs? Yeah, okay, the rest of you must not read the Bible at all. Um, it is amazing. I love Proverbs. And it says in Proverbs chapter 9, verses 9 through 12, instruct the wise, everybody say wise, yes, and they will be even wiser. I love that. That could say, you know, instruct the person with the growth mindset, right? And they'll learn more. Give wisdom. Instruct the wise and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous and they will learn even more. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Wisdom, yes, wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. If you become wise, you will be the one to benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. Yeah. So if you remember one thing this morning, remember this. Growth in wisdom and knowledge is the pathway from fixed mindset to growth mindset. Okay? And I, I, why, is it, you know, why isn't it just growth in knowledge or whatever? Listen, here, what is wisdom? What is wisdom, you guys? What is wisdom? It's the practical application of knowledge. Okay? You can know everything, but if you don't apply it, you're not wise. There's no wisdom there. You can read all sorts of books. You can listen to all sorts of podcasts and sermons and all those things. But if you don't apply them to your lives, you don't have wisdom. You're just stuffing your head full of stuff. And uh, that's cool, right? But it's not enough. And so growth in wisdom and knowledge is the pathway from a fixed mindset to growth mindset. And so remember, a fixed mindset says... You either have the talent or you don't. You either got it or you don't. You got the goods or you don't. You're gifted or you're not, right? And so it says you've got it or you don't. 
And the other thing about a fixed mindset, it's, it's you're either the victim or the oppressor. Anyone notice that? It's almost like, I feel like in life, especially over the last 10 years, there's been this great divide. Everybody's either a victim or an oppressor. And uh, that's just so B-S. And so you're either a victim or an oppressor. And that's just not true. That's just not life. And, and I think that if you watch a lot of news, if you, wa- if you, if you pay a whole lot of attention, you know, our, our media cultivates it. Our media culture, it fosters a fixed mindset in this area. It's us versus them. There are only two sides to any situation. Right? You ever notice that? Holy cow. Only two sides to everything? What, is, what an overly simplistic, stupid world. Right? I mean, every situation has so many facets and so many things. And people will ask me questions. Well, what do you think about this? Right? And I'll think to myself, you want a 30-second this or that answer to a question that would require days and months to explain, like to something that you didn't even fully understand. And so uh, it's so easy to get caught up in this sort of just kind of one-dimensional thinking and answers, all right? But that's a fixed mindset. There are more than two sides to every issue. And so uh, uh, that's just my... That was free, you guys. That was my little side sermonette. But uh, a fixed mindset keeps us stuck. A fixed mindset will sour our relationships. A, A fixed mindset will squelch our potential. You know, a lot of people who have a lot of potential but just never really use it because of a fixed mindset. And, uh, you know, it's, it's better not to try and leave the impression that you might succeed than to try and to fail and everyone will know that you're a failure. And that's a fixed mindset. But a growth mindset, it sees, uh, it sees setbacks or failures as an opportunity for growth. Okay? We didn't succeed. I, I'll give you an example. A couple weeks ago, I was talking about my business partner and I. We did a webinar and we were like, this is going to be awesome. This is going to launch us. This webinar is going to be amazing. We're going to bring on dozens of new subscribers. And it, everything that could have went wrong went wrong. And it was all our fault. It was horrible. It was awful. From the very beginning, the whole webinar screwed up. He, we used one of his Zoom rooms that was actually scheduled to be used by a class from a school he runs. And then he accidentally forgot to remove the password so that our webinar registrants could just could get in. It's like, so all these people, we had 120 people registered for our webinar. They couldn't get in because they didn't have the password, right? This was like huge. We were launching a new product. It was an epic failure, right? But when it was done, we didn't go, well, that was epic failure. Why do we even do this? Why are we even wasting our time? We went, all right, well, what do we need to learn from? How do we need to grow? What do we need to do different next time? And next time it's going to be awesome. It's going to be off the chain, right? And we still managed to grab a dozen subscribers, so it's better than nothing, all right? But a growth mindset sees setbacks as an opportunity for growth. Okay, what can we learn from this? What can we learn from this? That's why it's so, it's so difficult. Like, if you're the type of person who will fail at something and then you spend, you know, the next week just beating yourself up for it, have you ever noticed that, like, the harder you beat yourself up for it, the greater potential there is for you to fail again? Because a lot of times what happens when we beat ourselves up hard enough, in a way, we sort of subconsciously let ourselves off the hook 
from doing the hard work of actually growing from it. Yeah? Okay? So you see a growth mindset. When you fail, you just go, let's take a, let's take a post-mortem here. That's what my partner and I call it. Let's take a post-mortem. Let's figure out where we went wrong, and let's do it right in the future. And so it's an opportunity for growth. That's why with a, people with a growth mindset will accomplish more, will achieve more. And if you've ever met somebody who's really like a high achiever, they've like really achieved a lot in their life, they can tell you of dozens and dozens and dozens of failures, right? But they just kept going. They just kept trying. They just kept moving. We, we say this all the time. This isn't our first church plant. It's our third. The first two, powder, dust. They don't even exist anymore, right? Aren't you guys glad that we didn't go, well, I guess that's not our gift set, right? Thank you. Vince, one person, love you. Okay. All right? So Proverbs tells us that if we're committed to growing in wisdom, what will happen? If we're committed to growing in wisdom, we'll add years to our lives. Years to our lives. I love that. I do, because I want to be super old. But I don't want to be just super old. I want to be, like, super old and awesome. We watched a, we watched a video last night. It's a 20-minute video on a 107-year-old woman. She's, you, you might have seen, like, her little viral video at her 103rd birthday. She blew on her candles and her teeth came out. Okay? But she's awesome. She was so awesome. And we're watching that. Like, I want to be that. You know? She's up. She's still around. She only wears glasses when she's reading. I mean, it's amazing. So... But wisdom will add years to your life. But you know what? The flip side of that is if you don't grow, if you don't add wisdom, you'll suffer. There's a lot of suffering, a lot of suffering. In fact, most of the suffering that we endure as human beings is self-inflicted from lack of wisdom, right? Okay? How many of you would like to go back 20 years and, like, have a different diet? (laughs) <laughs> okay, like four of us, right? Because if we did and we went back and we ate better for 20 years, we'd have more energy now, we'd have greater mental clarity, all those things, yeah? Okay, so let's kind of talk about, I want to talk about three things that we need to, uh, in order to um, grow, to make that shift, right? From, from fixed mindset to growth mindset. Because I want to add some years to my life. Let's talk about those three things. And I want to talk about things that we need to reject, okay? Things that we need to reject and things that we need to embrace, okay? And so um, the first thing is this. Reject entitlement. If you want to move from fixed mindset to growth mindset, then reject entitlement. Reject the idea that anybody owes you anything. Nobody owes you anything. Because when we hold on to this sense of entitlement to things, then there's no responsibility for us to grow. There's no responsibility for us to do anything because, hey, we're entitled to it. Okay? And when we treat the world like it owes us something, we just stop growing. We stop striving. (laughs) Some people expect a medal when they make their bed. Right? Oh, great, you did the bare minimum. How about we take you out for ice cream, you know? No. (laughs) Reject entitlement. Reject entitlement. Listen, life isn't fair. If there's one certainty right now, life is not fair. Life is not fair. It's never going to be fair. Life will never be fair, okay? Some people have to work harder for things than others. That's just the way life is. Some people you know are just going to fall butt backwards into bigger salaries. They are. Some people, you know, they're going to be horrible at their job. 
at your workplace. They're going to be horrible at their job. Nobody's even going to like them. But for some reason, they're going to get promoted past you. Right? Because life isn't fair. They're going to fall into bigger salaries. They're going to drive nicer cars. They're going to have better looking spouses. They're going to have smarter kids. But you are going to have to scratch and claw and fight for every little victory. That's my life. I feel like that's my life sometimes. Every little victory. Everything. Okay? What? <laughs> I hear you whispering back there, Forrest. All right? <laughs> But that's just life. So I, I have a friend, that, you know, I play guitar, or I try to play guitar. And, uh, and, and I have a friend, and it seems like every time he picks up his guitar, he can hear a song once, and he's like ripping it out like he wrote the thing, right? And I, on the other hand, will take my guitar, I'll take that same little piece of music, and I will work on it, and work on it, and work on it, and work on it, and barely get the first phrase down. That's just life. Life isn't fair. Okay? Some people are more gifted than others. Uh, but don't let that stop you. Never let the fact that things come harder for you stop you. Never let it stop you. Okay? Keep learning. Keep growing. Keep working at it. The harder you have to work for something, the greater care you're going to give it. Right? I am so happy, so happy that I did not grow up in a home where my parents handed me the keys to a car when I was 16. Right Now, they handed me the keys to a car when I was 17, and it was a 1976 AMC Hornet they bought for 100 bucks from my uncle. <laughs> and that hunk of junk died six months later on the way home from school, never to drive again. And so, <laughs> I'll never forget that car. I put a great big duct tape cross on the top, just in case anybody driving over the overpass sees me down here, you know. And so, the old AMC Hornet. Uh, <laughs> but some people will be given a car at 16, right? But the point is, we take care of the things that we earn. We take care of the things that we work for, okay? And uh, also, you may be special to your mom, right? Aren't we all special to our moms? Moms are great at making us feel like we're so special, you know, my mom used to tell me I was so handsome. She still does. But she comes to visit, you're so handsome. And I'm like, I know. And so, but, you know, we're so special to, <laughs> to our moms. And you know what? We are super, super precious to Jesus. We really are. But in life, you are ordinary, right? I am ordinary. We're just ordinary people, and we got to work for things. We, we have to work to learn, we have to work to earn, we have to work to stay healthy, all those things. And it's so funny because, like, I, I remember talking to uh, a doctor I, I, I have seen many times, and some of you have too, wonderful psychologist, and sharing with him how frustrated that I felt that I was not a certain uh, level of success as other people. And I told him, and I said, I said, you know what, I read, I I'm, I'm read about this guy, I read about that guy who's a super success, and I just feel so like, like I feel like an, an airplane that's been grounded. And uh, he would tell me, that's because they don't write stories about the 99% of ordinary people, okay? Those are the people, they're like 0.001%, and you can't read about them and go, I'm upset that I'm not a billionaire. Why am I not Elon Musk? 
dang it, you know, it's like we have to understand that most of us, we're just ordinary, and we got to work for things, and we have to keep a growth mindset and not get discouraged because we're not these massive overnight successes in life. That's, we're ordinary. Look at the person next to you, tell them you're ordinary. But that's a good thing. But that is a good thing, right? It's a good thing that you're ordinary because something extraordinary happens in us when we develop a growth mindset and we grow and we work, okay? And so thinking that you're, you're special, it can keep us from growing because special means we're naturally gifted. Smart means we don't have to study. We don't have to learn. Gifted means we don't have to practice or grow, Okay? And so one of the mistakes that we make with our own children is we say, you're so smart, you're so gifted, you're so wonderful. And then when they get into school and they get their first C, they're like, I thought I was smart. Right? It's another thing to go, you work so hard. Man, the effort that you put into that was amazing. I can tell that you worked so hard on that. You know, when they succeed, you can say things like, man, all that practice totally paid off. That discipline is awesome, okay? And so I'm not going to get into that. That could be a whole other thing on parenting. That could be like a weekend teaching on parenting. But we have to be careful of those labels like special and gifted. We're ordinary. And we realize that we'll work hard. And so when we embrace our ordinariness, we're free to grow. We're free to learn. We're free to take on new skills, right? So reject entitlement and embrace humility, Embrace humility. Just embrace humility. Embrace it. It's okay. Embrace your ordinariness. It'll make you work harder. Okay? So the next thing is this. Reject denial. Reject denial. Okay? I put this one second because I know that a lot of people would deny feeling entitled. Yeah? You're welcome. Okay? Yes. Reject denial. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm special. I'm, I'm special. And so, but reject denial. Uh, when we're confronted with the ugly truths about ourselves, we need to just humbly listen. Humbly listen. Ask the Holy Spirit to show us what to do about it. So many of us are in denial. We, we, hear, we come to church and we hear messages and we sit there going, I hope so-and-so is listening. But really, the Lord's going, I hope you're listening, right? We reject, you know, we need to just not, just, just listen and be humble, okay? Ask the Holy Spirit what to do. Denial likes to put the blame on others for our shortcomings. When we fail, well, we're not doing well, right? Uh, you know, I drink because my parents were super strict. Really? That's why you make poor decisions? Because you, you had super strict parents? Ah, right? I can't keep a job because all my bosses are jerks. <laughs> right? That's right. They're all jerks. I can't seem to find a good fill-in-the-blank, right? And when we're confronted with honest criticism, when somebody actually loves us enough to go, this is what I'm seeing, okay? Denial says it wouldn't be that way if it weren't for X, Y, and Z, right? Or uh, husbands and wives, have you ever kind of gotten an argument? Or maybe your spouse said, hey, can we talk about this? Because this thing that you're doing is bothering me. 
Denial says, I wouldn't be that way if you weren't that way. Or, you're, but you're the one who does this. I remember when we were, uh, we couldn't argue our way out of a paper bag when our first five years of marriage. It was, uh, it was like if something was brought, then like the other person had all this ammo to go, but you, but you, but you, just, and it would go back and forth like that for an hour and a half until we completely forgot what we were originally arguing about because we had managed somehow to find every single flaw in the other person, right? And so, uh, that's, that's, but that's denial. And sometimes criticism, I get it, is off the mark. Sometimes criticism comes and it's off the mark. And you're like, wow, that sounds uh, more like it's about you than it is about me, right? And sometimes people do that. They operate out of insecurity, they operate out of hurt, they operate out of their experience, and, uh, and they're off the mark, or it's only partially true. Just, you know what? Embrace the true part and grow from it. Embrace the true part and grow from it. And so it's so important that we not live in a state of denial. The growth mindset sees what happens around them and looks for opportunities for growth, for action. What can I learn from this? What can I learn from this is such an important question to ask yourself almost all the time. What can I learn from this? That person was really turned off by this interaction that we just had. What can I learn from this? Okay, my boss, I got passed over for promotion again. What can I learn from this, right? Because we get passed over, we blame. Well, I would have got promoted, but instead the boss promoted his nephew. It's all the nepotism and has nothing to do with me. What can I learn from this <laughs> would be a better answer, right? What can I learn from this? How can I improve? How can I help others? How can I help others, right? And so reject denial and embrace feedback. Embrace feedback, okay? They say feedback is the breakfast of champions. Embrace feedback. When somebody gives it to you, listen to it, right? And so the next thing is this. And it's the last thing. Reject perfection. Reject perfection. Perfection is the enemy of accomplishment. It really is, Okay? And, uh, and I, I, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, how you know, I, I know several authors, and uh, I'm part of different author groups, and a lot of authors just, they never release their book. They, they work for years on their book, and they never release it because they don't feel like it's perfect. And so, uh, and then you, we have all these sort of like unfulfilled dreams, unfulfilled things, you know, wonderful things that we never get to share with the world because we are looking for perfection. Okay? Reject perfection. Perfection is the enemy of accomplishment. Job seekers, what they'll do is they'll settle for less because they don't believe they have the, the perfect resume. Uh, they don't, you know, authors won't release the books because they feel like they have to be perfect. You know, musicians never perform in public because they feel like they have to be perfect. And you all know from our team, you don't have to be perfect. What? I'm just saying, that's because they have growth mindsets. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so you don't have to be perfect. So, so, you know, businesses get aborted because entrepreneurs think they have to be perfect at their business before they launch their company or their product has to be perfect. Excellence says this. Excellence says, I'm going to do the best I can with what I have, and I'm going to keep growing. That's what excellence is. It's doing the best you can with what you have. So excellence, I'm going to do the best I can with what I have, and I'm going to keep growing. Perfection says, I'm not doing this until I can do it 
perfectly. I'm not doing this until I can do it perfectly. And, uh, and we, just, we, we just get stuck in perfection. Perfectionism is a sign of a fixed mindset. And so one of the problems with perfection is that we're constantly judging, right? With, a, with, with perfection, we're constantly judging. You ever notice that a perfectionist is just the perfect, like, armchair quarterback? Okay? That the perfectionist is always sort of judging the work of others. A perfectionist can sit there and tell you how everything around them can be done better, and they themselves don't really do anything. Okay? Or maybe they do something, but, you know, they're always judging themselves because it's not perfect. Okay? It's because in perfectionism, everyone's either a winner or a loser. Everything, life is just pass-fail. It either stunk or it was amazing. Yeah? Everything was either awesome or no good. And we believe that others are always judging us for our efforts. A perfectionist, a critique or feedback is very difficult for a perfectionist to take. Okay? And what will happen is when a perfectionist receives a little feedback, a little critique, they beat themselves up for it for days. But that's not a growth mindset. Okay? Remember, beating ourselves up doesn't help us grow. It just means we feel bad for it for a while, and then we just kind of go back to what we were doing. And so uh, perfectionism is the enemy of a growth mindset. We believe that others are always judging us, are always judging our efforts. But when we reject perfection... We're free to set goals. We're free to strategize. Uh, we're free to figure out how we're going to, to, to achieve more, to get better, to grow. And we ask for feedback, and we grow. So, you know, those who are kind of like stuck in perfectionism, I want, I want to, uh, I wanna like, give you a challenge, like issue you a challenge. Ask somebody for feedback today. And then, but go, a promise? I'm not going to be all butt hurt. Okay. That's what Wendy calls it. They got all butt hurt. Okay. Just, just, just be like, I promise I won't get butt hurt. Just tell me what you thought. All right. Just ask for feedback. And so one of the things I love about being married for, it'll be 29 years in August. One of the things I love about being married for 29 years is we can give each other feedback and like, we don't care. Like you give me your feedback. All right. Thanks. Awesome, thank you. We don't get butt hurt. We don't, go, we don't go sulk in the other room for a while or anything like that. It's one of the perks of being married for 29 years. But we need to focus more on just the love of learning, right? A lot of times, what do we do? We get stuck on getting straight A's. I'm speaking metaphorically. It's all about straight A's. And instead of loving the straight A's, we need to love the learning instead. Because that's what a growth mindset does. A growth mindset is in love with the learning, not with the straight A's. Because you know what? Straight A's might come. They might not. If we get a B, we get a C, we get a D, guess what? We have an opportunity to learn and grow. And so we need to be in love with the learning and not the straight A's. Reject perfection and embrace excellence. Y'all with me? Okay. So this morning, what we're going to do as we close up uh, I just want to do just a little bit of self-reflection, a little self-reflection. In fact, Wendy, if you want to come back, that's cool, um, and I'll, I'll give you my feedback in a little bit. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you my feedback. But uh, I just want to do some self-reflection. Reflection. 
And as we do that, um, I, want, I just want you to ask yourself, what, in what area of my life and where have I been where I've been entitled? Where have I been entitled? Okay? Where have I acted like or thought like I was owed something? Where, or where have I been looking for a, a pat on the back or some recognition or some acknowledgement for something that, let's just face it, we don't all need a pat on the back for making our beds, okay? We don't all need a pat on the back for showing up to work. We don't all need, you know, where have I been entitled? Where have I been in denial? That's a tough one. We ask ourselves, where have I been in denial? That's, that's, that's very hard because a lot of times denial is sort of self-conscious, you know? But that's where we need to be real humble and honest with ourselves. Where have I faced critique? Where have I faced feedback? And instead of just going, okay, Holy Spirit, speak to me, help me to learn and grow, we have argued with it. We've taken that feedback and we've pushed it back and we've gone that, but you don't understand me. You're not seeing everything. And we, we have those arguments, we have those pictures, we have those things in our mind that instead of taking that feedback, uh, instead of just receiving it humbly, we defend ourselves. If you're defending yourself, every time you get criticism, every time you get feedback, you're not going to grow. You're not going to learn. Okay? And then, where have I been a perfectionist? Where have I not stepped out? Where have I not done what I felt the Holy Spirit leading me to do because I couldn't do it perfect? Okay? My dad used to say, if you can't do it right, don't bother doing it all. And uh, I think that's a lot of bull. Sometimes you just need to do it and then get better at doing it and then get better at doing it and get better at doing it, you know. Uh, those of us who grew up in the Midwest, we grew up with a lot of real stupid sayings that have held us back. Because <laughs> everybody sounds so wise when they've got a beer in their hand and they're just waxing philosophical and really they're just idiots. And... Uh, <laughs> My friend says, you know, when you see a bunch of guys standing around and they've got the answer to all the world's problems but they can't even run their own lives, they might want to question that wisdom. And so, uh, where have we been perfectionists? Because those things, they keep us in a fixed mindset, but God wants us growing in wisdom. He wants us growing in wisdom. And so I just want to pray um, as we reflect on that that God would help us to reject those things. And I want you to pray those things. That God would help us to reject those things and embrace humility, embrace feedback, embrace excellence. Let me pray. God, I praise you and I thank you for your goodness. God, thank you for your word that says that if we grow in wisdom, if we continue to grow in, in wisdom, you're going to multiply our years. In fact, I just want to read that scripture, and I want you just to listen to it with your heart. Instruct the wise, and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous, and they will learn even more. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. If you become wise, you will be the one to benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. God, we don't want to be people who scorn wisdom because we're entitled, because we're perfectionists, 
or because we're in denial, God. I pray that you would help us to embrace humility, embrace excellence, embrace feedback, God, to, to live in a growth mindset in every area of our lives. God, and it's for your glory and it's for your honor because you are awesome. In Jesus' name.